a Bulldog Radio podcast. The Ferris State Bulldogs have upset the nation's number two ranked team. Wide open, Taylor is going to take this one to the house. Touchdown Bulldogs! It's the MBSP Season 4, Episode 26. Boy, Brandon, is it the best time to be a Fair State Bulldog? Fair State football is headed to the national championship. We're going to be down in Texas cheering our boys on, as well as there was some action for basketball that went on, some hockey games that went through. But first, Brandon, what do we got going? We got a great episode in store for you. We break down the semifinal victory against West Florida for football, as well as a solid weekend of hockey and basketball. We'll preview all the winter stuff and the winter slates, as well as our plans for the show uh, going in the break, but also got a great interview with one of our intern friends. Corbin Call joins us on the show to talk about his unique story to get to Ferris and get to, into athletics. Great talk with him, Joe. For sure. So without further ado, let's swing it into the interview. Now joining us here today on the podcast, it's Ferris State Athletics man himself. Corbin Calls joining us. Corbin, welcome, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was uh, truly an honor to get with you guys. Um, I know I was peppering Joe and Brandon for a little <laughs> bit there, but uh, yeah, it's just something that I wanted to do for a long time. Sure, so. man. Yeah, for sure. And we can have other people. On the show, there's a guest seat wide open and Corbin two guest certainly, seats, actually. there is two guest seats actually now with our new digs. So make sure that you reach out to us because you could be the next Corbin and sit in the chair <laughs> with us and we'd be happy to have you. But Corbin, it's been a blessing and Joe, let's hit up the first question, man. For sure. Obviously. So you're uh, on the intern group with us. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about what you do for Fair State Athletics? Yeah. So I, I really do like stats just like Joe does, except he does social media a lot too. Um, shout out, shout out me, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just do stats for hockey, basketball, football, and then, uh, I'll probably start next year up with volleyball and soccer. Yeah, that's cool. And I know you've been really kind of th- not necessarily thrown into, uh, the realm of being, uh, an athletics kind of an intern in quotation marks. You're technically not an intern yet, but I'm sure that'll get down the line in, uh, in the future. But what's been your favorite part about being a part of the group and really getting involved with, uh, what goes behind the scenes in all these games? Yeah, I think, you know, it's just how welcoming everybody was like, cause I came in middle way through probably October, I think, um, after having conversations with, uh, President Pink uh, and Brocklebank and then Rob finally. And just like first game, really like Sean didn't know that I was supposed to shadow him because Rob didn't tell him. And I was like, yeah, you're, I'm supposed to be shadowing you today. So, oh, okay. Do you want to learn some stuff? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I yes. might as well just hop right into it. Eh? <laughs> and so I, I started right there just doing some simple tasks for Sean. So I would just say how welcoming the the group is. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I mean, it's fun too. I mean, I feel like we got a pretty good group of everybody there. It's, it's pretty welcoming and pretty, pretty easy to get along with everybody. But yeah. for you, Corbin, I mean, especially, I mean, going through college and stuff like that, working for athletics, what is it that you want to do once you graduate and kind of get experience for? Yeah. So my end goal definitely has been to be a general manager of like an NFL or an NHL team. Mm-hmm. That's always been a dream of mine for the past, like, five, four years. But I, I even just recently found out, like found that I would love to get back to where I'm from in Washington state. But yeah, I would just love to be a NFL general manager, NHL one. That'd be sure, cool. 
Yeah, I'm sure that's such a, a, a huge role that anybody, if anybody gets to uh, that especially high uh, of a job, it certainly is so much, so cool to see all the success there that you can be as a GM. But uh, as you mentioned, Corbin, you're not necessarily, you're from the mitten, but kind of not, but then kind of am. You've had a long journey across multiple states, including the PNW. Uh, I believe you started in, in Montague, is that correct? And then you ended up going to Washington. Now you're back here. Just talk about that journey overall and just going all over the place and then finding your way back here in Michigan. Yeah. So it's crazy. Like, um, obviously grew up in Montague, um, went to school at Montague, uh, until my sixth grade year, um, met some really great people there. And my seventh grade year had to transplant to Grand Haven for a year. And then it was even crazier because I didn't know that I was going to leave to Washington state until I got back from a vacation and my dad sat me down and said, Hey, we're going to Washington. <laughs> on, on Sunday. Jeez. Oh, wow. And it was, like a truck and it was, almost, wow. and it was Friday. Jeez. So I had 48 hours. <laughs> back your Dang. bags, I guess. Holy cow. Yeah. And so I got to Linden, um, Leonard, Washington. Um, and it was just basically history ever since. I met some great people. I've been honored to be around like great athletic success, just like Ferris. You know, like being able to watch football team make it to the state championship my freshman year. Um, and then watch my basketball team win back-to-back -back state championships my freshman year. And next year, watch our girls basketball team win the state championship then. Uh, obviously, COVID year kind of cut it short. My senior year, I watched my football team win a state championship and then watched my boys basketball team win a state championship there too. And so, you know, it's just truly a blessing to be honest with you, to be a part of so much success and, and that Linden community being so welcoming. Like my freshman year of high school, I got a new band director and he was just super chill. Like we would chop up about sports, even our head football coach. Like I did a piece with my high school quarterback and just super welcoming and like making sure I can do that and get that to work out. Yeah. It was just truly an honor to be at Linden surrounded by so much success uh, with, I'll just shout them, shout them out. Like, like Van Dalen head football coach, Brian Roper head basketball coach. And then our band director who taught me how to be a, a way better person in Trevor Galligan. And so it's just been such an honor to get here. And then, you know, to get to Ferris, it was kind of crazier. Um, I didn't decide that I was going to move back to the state of Michigan until my brother's wedding day. Oh, shit. Um, and after that, I was kind of like, where do I apply? So I applied here first and then I applied to the other school. And the then other school being Grand Valley or is it? A yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I was yeah. like, the other I school, say, I, I think I know where he's tracking. I, was say, I think, you know, I know what you mean. So. Um, and so I got accepted to both. Um, my original plan was to wait until the, the spring semester up at Allendale and then thought about it for a little bit. And I was like, I don't really think that's the place for me. And then yeah. came here and basically been history ever since. Yeah, for sure. Glad you came here, to be honest, because being being a Laker, I don't know if that would have sued you. I think nah. you look a lot better in the crimson and nah, gold. For sure. Yeah, that's for sure. As Lee Corso would say, good pick, brother. Good yeah, pick. <laughs> good pick. Good pick. But obviously, I mean, you were a part of the pep band at Ferris State at first, and then now you, obviously you're on mm -hmm. the intern group. Can you kind of talk about, one, just joining the band and kind of being a part of that, and then also just now going into a kind of a different spot with sports? Yeah, I mean... <sighs> It, like music has been such something that I held close to me, you know, throughout my middle school, 
uh, experience in high school with Lyndon, mm-hmm. um, that I wanted to continue that at some factor here. I'm still a part of it. I'm a part of the Ferris concert band here and their jazz band, but I, I wanted to continue with pep band and that was a great experience. I never had any bad experience with the people uh, in the band. And so obviously coming to sports with you guys at the time, I was kind of like not really enjoying the pep band experience anymore um, just because of how different my high school was compared to theirs. Because my high school, our band director was able to put a lot of music together. Like we didn't play any of what they play. Mm-hmm. We we play like Super Gremlin by Kodak Black. Oh, it's like some newer, some newer songs. Uh, uh, we play one. like last year we played Industry Baby, played several different like pop rap songs and it was super fun. And this year I come to playing Crazy Train. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is one the thing. change I, of pace. I feel in like that, it's been yeah. a while since we've gotten some new songs from the pet band. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been super great. Like, I still talk to a couple guys in in the pep band, but I'll be with them. Yeah, you're going down the in Texas McKinney. Yeah. yeah, I'll be in with them in McKinney. I'm excited for it. Um, I wouldn't like to say it would be my last pep band day game, but with sports, uh, it probably would be. Make a celebrity appearance every once in a while. I feel like, yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Every every department needs somebody that they can fall back on and be that be that last minute be guy. The guy. For sure. Yeah, be that that comeback guy. So uh, that's certainly appreciated, I'm sure. But from your perspective, especially Corbin, now you've worked a little bit in the uh, the intern athletic realm of communications as well as a little bit of operations as well, and then you've been part of the game experience in a whole nother way uh, with the band and being a part of that. What is the kind of the differences that you can see with being as far as a worker uh, more in the, the, the hard nose, like the notes, the stats and all that. And as compared to the experience when you have with operations as well as being a part of the pep band. Yeah. I mean, obviously working in the sports and stats world have been, I wouldn't say as hectic, but I mean, last hockey game was really hectic because the printer jammed four times. That is true. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We need some new printers up in here, I guess. We just need new everything. (laughs) That's what it is. Um, But I think, you know, I I think the game day experience and knowing what the game day experience is like gives me a better outlook of like how the fan experience and the game experience can change the product you get on the court, on the ice, on the field. And it makes me want to perform better in my position now because I know how hard they work sure. and how hard, you know, even Joe does and how Brandon works. So. Yeah. Shout out. Shout yeah. out Brandon. Ah, try to give you a high five across. The yeah. We got a long table here. Yeah. It's a little bit different than last time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But Corbin, we'd appreciate the time. Well, one last question for you. We ask everybody we bring on the show. What's been your favorite thing about being here at Ferris State and being a bulldog? I know everybody says this, like Daniel said this, uh, I think Sion said this, is the family. Um, how welcoming stepping on campus here at Paris is. Do you feel at home? Like I haven't had a time where like it's like, oh, like, I don't feel like I'm at home right now. It's when you're here, you're a family, you're a bulldog. I just like how welcoming the community is. And that's one of the major things that I was asking for when I went to college is I wanted some, a place that people would go out their way to make you a successful person. Like even for president pink to be willing to get in contact with Steve Rocklebank, the AD was huge for me and my career path. And it was just, it just shows you how welcoming and how supportive these people are here. 
And so, yeah, I would just say the family and the experience we have here. For yeah, sure. I was going to say, not a lot of universities have a president who's so accessible, like, like Bill Pink and especially, I mean, staff like that to be able to be t- just really oh, yeah. just to be able to reach out to like Rob and Steve Brockman and stuff. But Corbin, thank you so much for coming out. I really appreciate you sharing your story and getting to Ferris. And I especially love working with you for athletics. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Huge thanks once again for Corbin for hopping on the show. And I mean, I said it once in the interview, Joe, it's so true. We want all of our fans out there as well as fellow fair state athletes, coaches, staff members on our show. So make sure you hit us up and we'll get, get on the you show, a man. We got our notifications on. We're ready. Oh yeah. I Joe answer is, stuff fast. Joe is monitoring that 24 seven. So I got push notifications on. Oh yeah. He'll get you in the seat. We'll make it happen, but you got to follow us first at the MBSP uh, as well as follow us on our personal accounts as well. I mean, Joe's got a pretty good following on his Instagram. As I well. never post. I will say I never post. Yeah. So. But you do like everything. I do like everything. Thing. So if you want a little bit of confidence booster, I'll show you, I'll toss a comment in there telling people how good they look and I'll toss a like, but regardless, follow our Instagram, follow our Twitter, all that good stuff. We'll get you on the show. Let's hop into the fair state sports report, Brandon. We got stuff going on right now. Absolutely. Football is heading back to McKinney, Texas. Once again, back to back, baby, a lot of haters out there said it wouldn't be possible. This team's not talented enough. It is lost too much. That's what they said. But That's what they said. They're wrong. But they wrong. We back. Oh, you lost to Grand Valley? Kiss those hopes goodbye. Guess what? Revenge game. We then boys take them down in the semi or whatever it is, the quarterfinals, whatever that was. West Florida 2019, you guys beat us at our place. Guess what? 38-17 rolled over. Ooh, dog. And we back. You should start like a rap song. I probably with what should. You just did. I feel like honestly, I could make a pretty mean like if Will needed somebody like talk in one of his videos, or like I feel like I could just Ooh. lay it down. Either way, it was a great game last week. West Florida came to town. It was a rematch of the 2019 semifinal where we got knocked out uh, when we kind of were favored to win the whole thing, uh, but we were able to have the revenge tour. It's going to be a good one down in McKinney, but Brandon, we'll talk about this game first. Absolutely. Three main points that I found from this game. One. Second half adjustments were elite. We have one of the best coaching staffs, if not the best coaching staff in the nation. And that is a testament. It's the latter. It's the latter is what it is. We have the best coaching staff in the nation. It is incredible to see the adjustments because West Florida came out and and they were moving the ball a little bit. Our defense made a couple big stops. They got us a little bit in the second half. They were running the football pretty well. Uh, They finished with like 113 yards rushing, but I believe about 70 or 80 of them came uh, in that second quarter alone when they're moving the ball a little bit. Um, But when you look at how we had Adjusted in the second half, no points allowed. Only yep. I believe eighty-three yards in the second half. West Florida was able to gain, and I think oh about a half of them uh, came on the first drive, and then a little bit of chunk on that or their last drive uh, when they ended up having to fake a punt. So that just speaks a testament to how this defense played. And another point of that was our pass rush, dude. Our run oh, defense, just so front good, seven, is, just don't even try. It is I'm, crazy. Dude. It is insane. I believe Larray had two sacks. Murph had a strip sack. Jordan and Ian both had sacks. The whole defensive line had sacks. Yeah. The whole line. It, you don't see that often. But no. I mean, you usually see like one guy on, on a team really start to show out and stuff. And I mean, you can make that case for Murph. I mean, he was a guy who consistently would get multiple sacks a game. But when you have, you know, Murph getting double teamed against Grand Valley, you have him triple teamed against Grand Valley and double teamed basically the whole time this game, that offers a lot of opportunities for Ian, Jordan, LeRae, even Connor and stuff to get in, uh, get in on the business. So, I mean, when you see that, that's something you really can look forward to against uh, 
Colorado School of Mines coming up. Uh, but this game was just really solid. Huge game for Marcus Taylor. The guy is a dog. I mean, he came out and played exceptionally well in the first quarter and then just kept it rolling. He had, he had what? How many how many yards of rushing did he have? Let me look this up. 184? 184. 232 all-purpose yards. Ooh. That is insane. Yikes. Dude's a monster. <laughs> guy, I mean, guy was, he almost had like, what, a 64-yard touchdown. Uh, what is his longest? It says 29, but that's not right. 29? Yeah, because he had like that 60-yard run. Or was it called back? Oh, it was called back, I believe. Uh, yeah, it was called folks. back on a, a hold, I believe. But the third point I was going to make, and Joe pretty much hammered it, was the running attack was absolutely time. phenomenal. And it really started off the game um, in the first drive with Malik and Carson both sharing time in there. I know we talked about uh, seeing Carson a little bit more than usual. That kind of came into fruition uh, on Saturday. Saw him in a little bit of those uh, those more just regular scrimmage yard sets as opposed to just the jumbo goal line sets. And he was really effective as well uh, in a lot of those read runs. So, I mean, they really established the tempo and, and really Marcus took it from there. The offensive line definitely played uh, some very good football much improved football um, for this last week as opposed to the GV game. So they really, it was a testament to them for how well they played um, protecting Malik as well because Malik was done pretty well passing. They just didn't really have to throw the ball that much because yeah, running really. it, when you run for 300 yards, it turns out you don't actually have to throw the ball that much uh, to win a football game. And that's what we learned uh, this last weekend. But I mean, obviously this team really played well in all phases. It was looking a little bleak going into halftime. I know West Florida was probably going in the locker room a little too yeah, a little confident. Bit. And it ended up bidding them in the butt there in that second half for how well we made adjustments um, as well as just being able to really hammer it down, uh, being able to really just step up in those big moments, made big plays. Uh, and that team, it, that's what the team is just made for. They're made for these big moments, for these big games, and, and they really showed up. And that's why we're going back to Texas, and I'll finally get to buy my mm-hmm. cowboy hat. Yeah, there we go. Yes, we didn't buy cowboy boy. hats last time, so I we're going to have to get it. It's the uh, first time, I feel, I feel like this is the first time in a while that not a number one team has made it to the, I mean, I guess 2019, it was a battle of two and three, I think. Right. But other than that, it was a pretty, honestly, a pretty interesting shakeup with the whole, uh, finals too, because I mean, not a single number one made it to the finals because it was Shepard was two behind IUP. I think it was mines was two behind Angelo state. We were two behind, uh, whatever it was, Grand Valley, and then mm-hmm. West Florida was number three behind yeah. a whole bunch of other guys. So this one's going to be a, a really big game. Cannot wait for this one. I still think I think this one's going to be a lot. It's obviously going to be closer than the last time just because of our team compared to last year as well as compared to Valdosta. They were a really incredible team. Uh, but Colorado School of Mines is coming into this off a big win against Shepard, 44-13. to 13. They held a very high-scoring offense to only two scores uh, the whole day. So that one's going to be a, or that was a tough show for them. I mean, Shepard's got knocked out in the semifinals two years in a row by big margins. So that's kind of tough for their team. And I mean, you'd think Tyson Badgett being Harlan Hill favorite to, you know, be able to figure something out. But yeah, he, but he was not. So that was tough looks. But Mines is a very solid defense team and they're a pass heavy team. So we're going to be really seeing our DBs tested a lot as well as our defensive side. Uh, you know, pass rush is going to be a big thing. Yeah, pass rush is going to be huge. And Joe mentioned it. I mean, <coughs> passing wise, the this team definitely uh, relies on the pass a lot. And as compared to some other teams, maybe not as much as Shepard as uh, you see the Rams is kind of one of the most one dimensional offenses yeah. uh, out of those four teams that we saw in the playoff. But they played really well. Um, especially in the trenches mines did in this game. I mean, their offensive line dominated. Yeah, they got a um, scoop and as, score and all that stuff. Yeah, there. I mean, defensively, they were lights out. They forced four turnovers on the Rams um, in route to that 44-13 win. 
Uh, and they really did it. I mean, they really did it through the air. They torched the Rams secondary um, with especially a lot of big plays. I know they had a couple plays where I think they had a couple of 30, 50 yard scores. So they're just, they, they have that big playmaking ability like we do. So uh, it's certainly going to be interesting to see how they're going to, to combat our pass rush um, and see if they test our secondary early in the game. I could see that potentially being um, something that they're going to throw at us as well. Uh, offensively, uh, they really, they have a really solid, I mean, you look at what, um, John Mata has really done this year. Uh, he's been one of the f- more phenomenal quarterbacks, uh, overall in division two football. It's really just him behind, um, Tyson Badgett really, when it comes to Harlan Hill finalists in the quarterback category, in my opinion, he's been one of the more underappreciated yeah. players. I think on this that guy was slinging it. Yeah, he was, I mean, you look Three, at 371. On 28 completions. Five tutties. I mean, but that's just ridiculous. That's, that's insane. He was absolutely phenomenal. And I mean, you look at really going up against the Harlan Hill favorite and Tyson Badger, and they, they were just really, really efficient through the air. They made the big plays. They made the right play calls. Uh, and you watch film. They, w- they were playing with speed. They were playing in space. And they were still beating you up front and physical. Uh, but it's going to be a really fun matchup. Yeah. So I was talking. I know we've talked about it a little bit uh, going in. And this is this is going to be the premier matchup. I think it would be a, we'd be talking a much different story if we were playing Shepard again, uh, potentially in the final, as opposed to this Mines team. Because this Mines team, they can do it in both phases on both sides of the ball. And, and that's something that makes them really really appealing in this matchup because they're a really good football team and they just happened to run in Valdosta last year, or we could have been seeing a rematch potentially from last year if they were able to beat the Blazers as in now we're going to see them here once again here in 22. Yeah, this, uh, this team, I was watching it actually. Uh, I was watching this game for a little bit before we had to go work uh, hockey after our game. Their team is mostly made up of like, and like chemical engineers and all that stuff. Like they are like a lot of, there's a crazy amount of smart guys on these teams, which is funny because on their Instagram and stuff, they like kind of play into it. They're like a bunch of nerds playing football is like the thing. I think I, I was either caption or on their, uh, Instagram like profile. There's like just a bunch of nerds playing football or whatever, which is pretty funny. I did see uh, that. Yeah. But I think it's going to be interesting because John Matoga, he's like five, it's nine, right? Five, 10. Yeah. Like he is not a huge guy. So that's going to be the one thing. But I mean, obviously it doesn't really matter because the guy was slinging it against Shepard and he's been slinging it all year. But when you look at, uh, I mean, if you really want to look at transitive property, Grand Valley beat them at the start of the year and we beat Grand Valley. So there's that. And they lost to Angel State, but then they reven- or got a revenge win on them by, by a big margin in the playoffs. But this one's going to be tough. I feel like I think it's going to be a pretty electric atmosphere. It's a noon kickoff, which is a little bit different than the last time. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I don't, know if I like that necessarily. Yeah. Uh, I thought I was kind of hoping it was going to be like a seven o'clock or something. It might yeah. be some scheduling to do with kind of playoffs and bowl games starting and all that, all that goodness. But still, this one's going to be probably the toughest game we've had all year. Yeah. I think you definitely look at this team and to me, I, I don't see them as I think they came into the the season as a uh, like a top 15, top 10 team kind of varying in yeah, between there. They're Maybe saying they, they, into they the make the playoffs, but they wouldn't really make it. Right. And then probably 16 or 18 or yeah. 16 or eight teams. And they came out when they played those first two games. I mean, they came out guns blazing against two really good teams playing Grand Valley and Angelville State back to back. I mean, that's a heck of a start of the season. And obviously they got punched in the mouth a little bit, um, two really tough losses against those two teams. Uh, but then they came to the RMAC play and they just really, really came out full running. Just, it, it they just took Who's off in the RMAC. And I mean, that's like Adam state and, 
uh, all those other schools of like Western Colorado, Pueblo, and uh, some of those other schools. They were a very good running conference. I can tell you that from personal experience. But as far as football, I mean, they're pretty solid. I mean, obviously, they have a representative in the national championship. Well, yeah, I was saying, I mean, well, Gleek was just like, is. I'm, I'm not it's not the, as deep as the yeah, yeah, I was going to say it just was it was yes. because I mean I see a 80 to 0 win a 54 to 16 oh, win brother, a 38 0 win 48 20 48 21 45 to 9 like it seems like there's just a lot more of like oh, an 84 to 10 win against Adam State that does sound They're, familiar though it seems like they had like a lot of games where I feel it was just chalk and stuff like I mean they were just crazy good but they backed it up when it got to time for playoffs to happen I mean they beat was it they beat Minnesota State by three? That was a close one. Yeah. So I think really when you look at this team as a whole with minds, you see a lot of the you see a lot of the grit, you see a lot of the toughness, uh, and you got they got a lot of playmakers. I mean, those three things kind of ring our bell a little bit. That's really what we're about. So I think this is gonna be, I think it's gonna be a much more like rock versus rock type of matchup when it comes to these two teams, kind of just absolutely be. Kind of this one's probably gonna other. be a shootout. I feel like yeah, this like this is like Valdosta last year when I kind of when we were looking at this game, we were previewing it obviously going in um, before the trip. You could tell these teams were different, Ferris as opposed to Valdosta. We were more physical. They were more fast. They want to try to get out in space. They want to try to outrun you. They want to make it attract me. And we obviously absolutely stonewalled them after that first quarter, and that's how mm-hmm. we ended up blowing them out in that game. But when you look at Mines, they're a much more physical team. They're a, lot, they're a very smart team. Uh, maybe that's where the nerds comes from, too. I mean, obviously, the <laughs> technologically advanced university, I'm sure that's where the joke comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're really good at staying disciplined as well. They're good at turning the football uh, over against opponents as well as really limiting penalties. And they're a really good team. When I was looking into the stat sheet in the red zone this year, they're 63 of 66 Jeez. in red zone trips for at least scoring. And I believe two, or at least I know one of those, um, they've, one of those they failed was against Grand Valley in the beginning of the year. The others were at Colorado Mesa, uh, in their, one of their big wins there, as well as the other one, um, came earlier in the season as well against South Dakota mines, um, in their win as well. So you really look at those games and you just kind of, yeah, it just kind of probably happened. They were probably trying some stuff, but it's going to be a really good matchup. So you're going to see a really good quarterback on one side. You're going to see a really good rushing attack on our side. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how those other two parts of the offense are going to go against each other um, to see how how much mine's going to try to run the ball, um, see if they can beat up our defensive line a little bit. You can try, certainly, and we'll see what happens. Um, or if they're going to just try to air it out in our secondary. Obviously, for us, we're going to be trying to pound the rock, control the tempo, let our defense make plays, and be able to execute uh, and keep the football. Obviously, turnovers is one of the things that we obviously lurk about, um, making sure that we can be able to keep the football is the most mm-hmm. important thing for this team. So, got me a good ride, Joe. I'm looking forward to Yeah. I'm going to be on the bus, unfortunately. Um, not a, I'm not that is a bad thing, but, you know, it's just 20-hour oh, yeah, ride as opposed to an airplane. Mean, so I know what you mean. It'll be a grind, but it's going to be worth it in the end. I'll be, I'll be driving myself game. down because I could not handle taking that bus down once again. But it's going to be good. I think this one's going to be kind of more of a we got 24, like a, kind of a lower scoring. I feel like for both these teams, it's going to be I like agree. a 24-20 type game, kind of like what we saw uh, from the second matchup against Grand Valley. But hopefully we can go there, get a win uh, in Texas. That one's going to be big time. Back to back is what we're hoping for, uh, but we will see next week when we come back uh, for for an episode. Absolutely, we'll see for Natty Champs if you can get to McKinney, man. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great football game. It's going to be a great experience. It's going to be hopping. People are going to be excited. Game's going to be rolling. 
We're going to be having a national championship by four o'clock, which is going to be cool. Ooh. Bars are going to be hopping after. You know how it is. We're going to get after it. Oh, so we might not want to knock on wood on the table. Here, Joe. <laughs> I mean, we don't get ahead of ourselves, but obviously this team's confident. Either We've been way. there. We were there last year and we really true. dominated on that stage. So yeah, his mine's his first trip to the national championship. So yeah. So that's going to be very interesting to see how they handle that as well. So we'll see if experience pulls out in the end. It's going to be a great one. It will be live, I believe, on ESPNU for all those that can't I don't make know, I don't it. Just do it on ESPN Plus again. But uh, be, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it was on TV. But. I mean, it is national TV on an actual on cable network, so I guess that's kind of an upgrade. But I wish it would be on like ESPN Two, you know, because it's Division Two football. It makes perfect sense in a marketing yeah. standpoint. But I'm not sure why they don't do that. But I, it's going to be great. And as well, you can always listen to Rob and Sandy that will be on 97.3 as well as I believe 96.1. The game is also picking up uh, this national game. championship game, so that's going to be cool for all those uh, having that network in your area. So you can listen in there. As well so it's gonna be a great football game looking forward to getting down there being in mckinney hopefully it's nice and sunny maybe a little bit warmer than 30 degrees uh last year was kind of cold so we'll see obviously yeah, i think i looked at the like last year like 30 40 degrees yeah something like that i think i looked at it and i think it was supposed to be around like 45 50 so that's an at least improvement but i think it's supposed to be a little cloudy so it won't be as warm maybe the sun will peak out just for us that'd be pretty cool so we'll see you in mckinney make sure if you find me or joe that you can stop by and say hey we listen to the show we'd love to chat with you show uh, as well as we'll be down there for all the pregame festivities as well as football game itself it's going to be fun anyway moving over into the rest of fair saint sports report joe hockey very solid weekend yeah overall Pretty big time. I mean, we didn't get the sweep, which was unfortunate, but against Northern Michigan team, who was very good, three points is not too shabby. And especially when you look at the game, we had a lot of positives in the first one. Scoring came out hot early. Giesbrecht played really well, and our defense was just kind of shutting them down on a lot of different areas of the game. And we, you know, played pretty disciplined, I feel like. There wasn't a whole lot of penalties that were too crazy. Uh, there were some that were a little questionable here and there, but still, I mean, being able to stay out of the box was kind of the main reason why. It was a very chippy game. <laughs> the guys were getting after it. Step on the second game had a massive hit uh, behind the net, which a little controversial. Some people say it was clean. Some people say it wasn't. Uh, some people say it shouldn't have been a major. Some people agree that with the call that he got tossed about it. Um, but still, I mean, it was a big weekend. I feel like this one was kind of a real testament for our team. I mean, we won, what, what was it, five straight after the first win. And we couldn't get the sixth one straight. But I still think, especially with splitting against Northern Michigan, who's probably going to be top of the table of the CCHA pretty soon, especially as, you know, the next half of the season comes around in a couple more weeks, you're going to see our team probably really set get set in stone at the two, three, four spot. I feel like. Yeah, it's definitely encouraging the results we saw this weekend. Obviously uh, didn't make it five in a row, but still got the four games is uh, especially in that win. And I mean, five out of the last six, if you count the Mercyhurst win as well in that exhibition, I think we saw a really good team this weekend. Obviously, on Saturday, uh, wasn't necessarily the best team. I don't think they played bad. There was a couple, obviously, uh, as Joe mentioned, a couple instances yeah. where momentum definitely was swung the other direction by virtue of uh, neutrality. So obviously, you look at that situation, especially uh, when you were looking at uh, that that major penalty. I I mean, I still didn't. I still literally watched that play after the game was over, and I was like, I don't see where it should it should have been. Probably it was definitely a penalty. I feel like because. But also the guy had the puck. He was coming around. He knew, I mean, you're going to expect contact there. You're looking around. He just got rid of it, but the puck was still in the area. And then Stepan goes and hit. I mean, you can say it was kind of like a shoulder to head contact, but the guy was just shorter than Stepan. And he kind of like turned into it kind of. I don't yeah, know. that's what that's when I know me and Harrison, when we were on the call, we were discussing was it's such an underrated portion of the review 
that I feel like the amount of people are looking at, obviously they're looking at where, I think there's just so much emphasis on where the person's hit as well as what happened kind of in the play. But as far as like overall stature, I don't think that's much in consideration as much as it used to be because I believe when we looked back, I I can't remember who the other player was, but I think he was listed at 5859. Stefan's six foot. So obviously when he comes down in his center of gravity, it's not going to be necessarily the direct shoulder that's going to be potentially hitting first, which I look back and I'm pretty sure it was uh, in that instance. I can't remember exactly what the explanation was for the misconduct that w- led him to get ejected. If the hit was too high, I can't remember off the top. Of I my think head. it had to be that though. Because yeah, but there's... I just, I don't understand. Like you can't just like, you can't buckle his knees all the way down and kneel to hit him. Like I, you can't do that. Like yeah, you're you still skating. You got to stay on your feet and that sort of thing. So I don't understand necessarily how that goes, but I mean, for really how resilient this team was, obviously Northern Michigan came out um, with a vengeance offensively. You saw that in the first couple minutes, they were hungry uh, and yeah. ended up getting that first goal with Andre Gantus early. I think and that was a tough, that was kind of like the changes. We, set the we, we were able quick. to score first, the first game and we were able to kind of control it. But when Northern Michigan scored the second or the first goal in the second game, that was kind of, they knew that, okay, like we're in the driver's seat now. Let's kind of run it up a little bit because they really, I feel like gassed us out at the third period. Yeah, they were moving the puck really fast. And obviously in the second period is where they really, uh, really just extended that good play when they had Vanderbeck scored on that power play um, following that penalty there. Uh, I believe that they called on, I, th- I can't remember if it was on, uh, I believe it was on Andrew Noel for holding. Yeah, that's what it yeah, was. Just double yeah. check that. That was it was an, another controversial one. I don't I don't want to just keep bashing the 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 officials because obviously that doesn't determine the outcome of the game. Obviously, it created a momentum swing and Northern Michigan was able to capitalize and then Gantus put it in another one there late in the second period right after that literally within a minute of each other. Uh and then in between also was that high stick goal that would have tied the game. Um, but it was, I can't remember if it was, um, they, that, was that was definitely a high stick. Yeah, it was that. definitely a high stick, but in the, in the moment it was like, Oh my gosh, we just tied it up. Oh man, this team's yeah, ready that to was, go that again. Was a tough part. And yeah. then it gets waved off and then they score in the next 30 seconds. That's a huge blow going yeah. into the third down to the sales on that one. Yeah. But then Matt slick scoring on the power play. That was a beauty, uh, from him as well. Beating the, the goaltender short side there off the right wing inside the circle. Um, but then obviously, um, they were able to score on the power play. Uh, and then Pap, he scored in his second unassisted there on that open net. So that really sealed it away. But I think the, they played tougher really in the bottom line uh, than the 5-2 scoreline shows because yeah. realistically this game was 3-2 to two going in to the end of the third period. They just had been to add an insurance goal later on after the power play. So that's why it looks a little bleak. So they played really well in my mind. Uh, they played gritty. They played tough. Obviously, when you got 16 infractions in one game, obviously that's going to... Uh, affect the outcome obviously mm-hmm. um either side no matter who gets the advantage it's yeah. going to make it a different well, the tough game. part is because we had less penalties but because of the major i mean we were spending way more time on right yeah shorthanded so yeah being that, that i mean having that five minute major really there um and that carried over and that was just a that was just a huge blow um for how we while we were playing up into that moment and then especially going into the end of the game when you're, you need a goal, but now you're shorthanded for five minutes. It's really hard to go from there, but yeah, uh, I'm still really proud of this team. I mean, the fact of being able to go in sweep Minnesota state, being able to take them down as well. It's just continued their hot play really well going throughout that entirety 
uh, of especially the end of the Bowling Green trip where they really turned it around after a poor performance on Friday. They really had their best performance on Saturday all around, uh, as well as really took it to Northern on that early Friday game. Um, so that right now puts us, I believe, in the standings right now, I oh, believe, um, at the up. sixth spot, if I remember correctly, right now. And we're yeah, going to be playing... Six. Yeah, we're at six, I believe, and we're only one point behind Michigan, or Northern Michigan, I should say. <laughs> Michigan, well, that yeah, would be hold something. Them, hey. hold whoa, whoa, Big Ten. Yeah, oh, boy. Only one, only one point behind Northern, uh, three behind Bemidji, and then between... Oh, sorry. They, sorry, CCHA, they want me to sign up for a newsletter. I don't want to do that. Hey, uh, stop it. We don't want subscriptions yeah, for exactly. college Get kids, that please. out of there. But there's still a, only a six-point difference between you know yeah. fair or us at six and minnesota state at one tied with bowling green so yeah. i mean a weekend split against st thomas and some poor play from all the t- all the teams up top and kind of splits and stuff like that or just overtime and you know getting one point or something like that you could see again some shakes up shaking up of the of the standings but obviously with st thomas this week gonna try to really get it going and get it get after it i know it is the cold or harrison was talking about it and he said it was the coldest uh coldest rink in the coldest nation. rink in the nation so hopefully they can stay warm other plan but i still think we're gonna have a good time i think i mean especially this is the second time we played st thomas right yes and we underperformed when we play heavily them heavily, at yeah. home especially in that second game this is a team we can get six from we yeah. get them from the mavericks we should be able to get six from the tommies but that's really what's going to make this is that's the difference between these elite teams and these good teams right can you take those sweeps that you need because that's something that Tech does. That's something uh, that Bemidji was doing really well last year is they were taking sweeps. Um, and uh, really, Minnesota State is the fine definition of taking care of business no matter who they're playing. If you can take those six, that really puts the momentum in your favor, it gives your team confidence, as it really did. Out of if you, I, if you were to really look back at that Minnesota State series, if we would have split that series, I mean, we might be talking a different Northern Michigan weekend outcome because that momentum certainly carried over into Friday's game for how well that offensive played. Um, but we got, I think, the biggest key really for this team uh, is setting the tone early. Where I believe we did the math for five and seven in games this year, uh, where we have scored first in our wins. So being able to get that first goal get the momentum out of the gate. Uh, it's going to be huge, and especially on the road. Um, it's going to set the tone immensely. St. Thomas is a team um, that has a lot of veterans. They hit the transfer portal very hard in the offseason. They got some really good players, uh, but we've seen them once. We got to make those adjustments, especially for what we did in that one game uh, that, early that we lost in that series in the home opener. Um, but I think we can certainly make some good noise, and I think if we can get six out of this, or at the least, hopefully, maybe uh, get five, that would be absolutely absolutely huge for us to leapfrog in the standings because right now there's some teams that aren't playing necessarily in CCHA play um, right now. I believe Bowling Green's in that category. So, hey, that's mm-hmm. a team we can go They're catch this at, weekend. Playing the exhibition. Some, uh, who's playing around the CCHA right now tomorrow or tomorrow as we film or as record, uh, I guess it'll be today for you guys as you listen on Thursday, December 15th. Bemidji is going to be taking on Minnesota State in the first of their uh, weekend uh matchups. Michigan Tech is going to be going to Lake Superior State, take on the Lakers with that. Obviously, we're traveling to Minnesota to take on St. Thomas. Ohio State and Bowling Green are going to be taking each other on in a exhibition uh, weekend, I'm guessing. That'll be on Big Ten Network. Cool beans. Uh, and So that's basically it. I think who's who's not playing right now? Is it Northern? Just Northern? Northern is not playing, and I believe the other wait the other I name think it's just would northern be, is it not it would be northern because there's seven teams playing counting the 
uh, the Falcons playing the Buckeyes. So that would be the only odd man out would, be, would be the Something Wildcats. And there's an eight-team eight conference. Yeah, it's yeah. just, uh, just, just Northern not, that's not playing. So that's so, that's also huge for the program because we can, we can go over that and we can hit to five on the on the whole thing. And hopefully Bemidji, I mean, honestly, if Bemidji loses, that's not the worst thing because Minnesota State is kind of not out of reach. But if they win three this week, that won't be the worst thing. Here's the thing. You know Minnesota State, and this is just – being strictly transparent, you know that they're going to probably run the table hypothetically. That would be the best team in the CCHA. Right. On paper. And they've shown it statistically. If they were to run the table, that would make it so they would see starting to beat all these teams. That would actually help us because then obviously you got all these other teams in front of us losing. And then obviously with the the depth this conference has, I mean, we've seen St. Thomas take down, take down us as well as I believe they took down, I think Northern or Bemidji uh, in their series as of recently. So you can just tell that they are able to sneak some games here and that would help us if we can get on a run there um, to have those teams kind of lose in some of those big games to get back in the standings a little bit. I think each team beats somebody. Has it not? Like beat each other? It's got to be pretty close. We, the C, right not the Pac-12 circle. It's, like, it's the CCHA. Because, I mean, we beat, we beat Bowling Green. Bowling Green's being... I'm trying to think real quick because I'm pretty sure that's how it is. We've beat everybody, haven't we? Or, like, everybody's lost to everybody. Or, you know what I mean? Everybody's lost to somebody. I know somebody what you're else. saying, and I think so, yes. But I think only team right now that that is technically not the case for um, is Bemidji because we haven't played Bemidji yet. Uh, but I think every other team, well, we haven't played Lake State yet. We haven't played Bemidji yet. Yeah, but C- or Lake, or State, no, still, Lake State still has a win, though. We did play we Bemidji. We did play Bemidji. Yeah, we, we beat them in a shootout. Him. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, that was a while ago, man. Uh, oh, I was traveling. That's why that weekend. Yeah. That's why. Okay. So then, yeah, we have beaten Lake every Superior team except State. for Lake State. That's the only team we haven't played yet. So we'll yeah. see them at the beginning uh, of the new year in 23. And I think we're traveling to uh, their place first right out of the gate. 13th and 14th those games are. But uh, really got to get momentum in this weekend, especially going to the GLI. Uh, we're going to be taking on some really tough teams there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, yeah, Michigan State's budding. Yeah, doing really well. Western is obviously in that category. Michigan Tech we've already seen and know is a good, good. team. So. Really got to take the momentum from this weekend, build it off to have our best chance in the GLI because the GLI is where we can make noise, receive votes, get nationally ranked, so on and so forth, pack the dog pound for the rest of the season, get into playoff contention, and then boom, there you go. For that's, sure. It starts right here. Yeah, that's going to be the big thing. The point. Start it in St. Thomas. For get sure. six, and let's go get it rolling. Let's go hockey. All right, so last sports of the Fair State Sports Report. going to hop to the hardwood right now. We'll start with men's basketball. Uh, tough weekend, Brandon. I'll be honest. Tough weekend for the boys. Uh, North. We did the UP trip. Northern Michigan Tech. Two losses dealt out. 89-77 to the Wildcats, and then sixty-nine to sixty-eight heartbreaker against Michigan Tech. I mean, what do we gotta do? I guess. Like, yeah, that's, that's just tough. like I mean, I was just, I wasn't really. I mean, especially against Northern. I mean, we knew that they had Bjorkland who won yep. Player of the Week, yep. which we knew that was gonna be a tough game, right? But I mean, I feel like Michigan Tech. We should have. We should have beat by like 20. We should have. And I think when you look at it, especially just on paper, uh, Michigan Tech is a very beatable team. Obviously, I think they're a little bit underrated when it comes to, if I were to look at a three-win team going going into that weekend, and I would be like, Hmm. Okay. I'd have this expectation, but Michigan Tech's above that, right? Because obviously over the last couple of years, we've seen them play really good basketball uh, as well as winning the GLAC title as of recently. But I think when you look at how this team played overall, just in overall like statistical comparison, uh, we did not rebound it as well as we probably should have. I think we had 38 and 40 uh, overall on the boards, but we really kind of 
well lacked in uh, the shooting category as well. I mean, I believe we shot, I believe a combined 25 and a half percent from the uh, from the three-point line this weekend, only 41 from the field. I think that one speaks more, honestly, than the three-point shooting because you know you're going to have on and off nights when it comes to shooting the three-ball. But when you're only putting in 40% from the field as a whole, yeah, and that includes, uh, your, that includes your puppies inside the paint, that, that's a really tough thing to come back from. And I think really when you looked overall at, like um, you're just looking necessarily at how that game went, Northern Michigan was really good um, at being able to kind of take some of those momentum swings and turn them their way. And I think that really kind of showed out throughout the game uh, and especially playing in your home venue. That's obviously going to be uh, one yeah, of the big, big parts one. of it. I mean, they got out to a really big run to start the game, um, scoring the first 10 out of 15 points. Then we kind of p- pulled it back a little bit, started making it a pretty good game. We were trailing a little bit, uh, got kind of got near on top there at the end of the half, but they ended up really making a nice run to get up by eight. And then they kind of really just played even ball from there. Uh, but they came out of half really playing some of their best basketball to start that second half. And that's when they ended up getting us by 13. Um, but we ended up cutting it to, I think it was 11 by the final score. Um, but overall, I mean, Max Jorgland's a really good player. He's so multidimensional scoring the basketball. Uh, and he certainly is one of the best players in the GLIAC for a reason. Uh, and he really showed it in this game. Mm-hmm. I believe he had 18 points and that was an average effort for him. I mean, yeah. four of 11 he put up from 23 against Lake state the next two days after. Yeah. He's got to be averaging 20 right now, but uh, really just didn't have as much of an, much of offensive success. We got to the line a little bit in this game, uh, which was kind of good to see to get that physicality back, of course, coming uh, into some some non-conference games that are reco- really require some physicality as well. Um, I mean, we went 80%, 20 of 25, so that's pretty good. Obviously, a three-point shooting was one, wasn't what we wanted it to be. Um, rebounds, we out-rebounded, but I think we wanted to do that by higher majority. Um, when you looked at the way Northern plays, we're obviously a bigger, more physical team. So the fact they kept it kind of close in the rebounds definitely showed a little bit. Um, just it wasn't our best performance overall. Turned the ball over a little bit too much, but really, those are kind of just self-inflicted ruins, right? That's what we talk about uh, with a lot of these fair state teams. When we have so much talent and we have all of these just phenomenal coaches, phenomenal game plans. Uh, really, the only time we lose is when we beat ourselves. That's really kind of what we saw from this game and overall on the weekend, especially against Michigan Tech. Those are games we could have won. Sorry, I, um, smoked, I smoked my knee on the, on the table. I was, I was going to try back. to ramble on. I moved back and I smoked my knee. Joe might need to have his ACL looked at Ow. after hitting the hardwood table here. Dude, I, but, hit the metal, I hit the metal <laughs> support. That hurt. Yeah, I that's... That's painful. We had some really solid I mean, tables. Just like here. this weekend, man. Painful weekend. Yeah, it was a painful weekend. Way to tie it all Ow. together. But still. It ran the funny bone, too. That was, ugh. Yeah. And I, and really, I think that momentum just kind of drug over into that Saturday game. Yeah. And Michigan I Tech think, had one of their better games of the season. Uh, so not the best outcome. And I think this might be a good thing in the end because obviously... We kind of got rattled, got a little rocked there after that weekend coming home with two L's because that's something we normally don't do very often. Uh, Michigan Tech really uh, shot the basketball well. Um, they really controlled the tempo of the game despite really being beat, I think, physically. I mean, I thought we were the better team. It showed uh, statistically, but overall just didn't quite get a lot of those momentum swings. Tech really played well down the stretch to be able to get the win there close and hold them off. Um, but 
this might be a good thing for this team, being able mm-hmm. to kind of take that punch in the mouth. It's just like uh, just like hitting a road trip or uh, hitting a road trip, hitting a pothole on a road trip. You know, gotta yeah. might be a little bit of a slow up, might be you know not the best thing to see, but especially once you get the tire change, once you see what needs to be fixed and you get it fixed, then you know it's smooth sailing from there. So we got Michigan Dearborn coming up at home on December seventeenth on Saturday, uh, and then we got Finley, Fanshawe, and Lewis over the break, and then just some more non-conference games over Christmas break, and then we'll hop right back into conference on January 7th against Lake Superior State. Uh, but still, I think this is a really solid opportunity for us. I mean, Finley, we lost to, was it Finley or Hillsdale that we lost to last year? I believe it was Finley. Finley, we lost to in the uh, national tournament last year, which was kind of a tough one. So that's one's going to be good for revenge as well as just improvement. I feel like as well as Lewis, Lewis is a team that I'm not really sure how good their basketball team is, but it's still an opportunity for us to just see a little bit different of competition. I mean, whenever we face people in the GLVC or the GMAC or anything like that, you know, it's really good competition. That's kind of the nice thing about being so close to some of these conferences is that way when we do play out of conferences, out of conference games, we can play teams that are very solid and can improve a lot on. I'm just more excited to see what uh, Bronkma and the coaching staff kind of look to look to fix, especially after losing these two games against teams that, you know, we should win against and we could win against, but, you know, just a little bit of a hiccup and not playing super great is the reason that we lost. So very excited to see what we do against Michigan Dearborn this Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm trying to double check here. It might've actually been Hillsdale um, that we I had for, lost Yeah, I too. forget it was. But we played. Um, I know he played Finley and I know he played Hillsdale. I just right. don't know who I lost. Just, I think the Finley might've been the actual uh, regular season game that we played like kind of over near the holidays, I think is almost what it was. Uh, I'm double checking here as we go. Cause there's kind of a, there's kind of a, uh, a an empty schedule. link, um, to see the schedule overall, but Joe's got to pull it up now. He's faster than Don't me. Worry. I'm Jamie, dude. Jamie on up. fleek right now. Hold Elite. Up. We lost to Hillsdale. That's what it was. Cause we yeah. beat, we, we beat, beat Finley, Finley in the before. opening round. Oh, and then we lost that's Hillsdale. right. That's what it was. So Finley's trying to get some revenge against us. Heading to, heading to, uh, heading to Jim Wee. I can't talk today, man. Week, yeah. I'm messing up all my words. Hey, we made it. I'm just so excited. Ex- that is true. I mean, I got one more thing to turn in when I get home. I just got to do a quick little revision. But other than that, dude, it's game time. Yeah, we have been grinding. It's break time. You know what's up? We're going to have a good time over break. That is true. Yeah, so much. Dude, life's good. You life's know? good. We've made it through, through all hey, of exam- If it's Seven if, out of eight that's what I say. semesters. If exam week. That's true. Seven you out know, of eight. That's wild. All I say is if exam week is the hardest thing that's going on in my life right now, I got a pretty darn good life. You do. You know I what mean, I'm saying? We got food on the table. We've we got, got food on the table. Mike, we got heat coming out of the here. vents. Mike's coming here. Friends all around. Dude, life is good. Life is good. And it's going to be even better Saturday when we win the national championship. Okay. Calm down yes, a little sir. bit. I am going to knock out one on that because I'm so confident in us. You're going to speak into existence and I like Manifesting it. Manifesting it. So I think it's just been great. It's been a great year, obviously, through everything that we've been able to do here on this show. And that's just a testament to all of you guys that have listened in all year long and especially the hardcore uh, fans out there that have listened to us ever since Back. the first beginning, the inaugural episode, that, season that, I one, listened, episode I, one. I'll be honest. I listened back to the episode. I did too. It was, it was there. We, I, the seed was planted. Yeah. But we weren't super great back then. No, 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 no. We, we were, we were a little awkward. I will, I'll give you that. But yeah. we, we really picked it up. I yeah. Feel like. I think right now we're in a position where we've been really blessed and we've really kind of grown. Who uh, would have thought? Show. And I think it's just a testament to everybody that supported us as well. Uh, it's just the ability. You guys to are the real heroes, to quote Homelander. 
Oh, <laughs> if you ever watched that show, but <laughs> we're rambling, but we're going to finish up the Fair State Sports Report. Got to talk about women's basketball yes. before we end the Fair State Sports Report. They also had the same schedule. Got a split on the weekend, though, being Northern Michigan the first day, but just couldn't get it done against Michigan Tech. 60 to 54 W over the Wildcats. That's huge for the program. We'll see. I, I didn't press the box score yet, so I'm just waiting for that to load. But it was pretty solid showing from everybody. I mean, starters really came up clutch. Uh, Deshaun Day with nine, which was a good surprise. Kenzie Bauer with eight, 18, which you was huge. It. Uh, that's what I said. She you needs to just have it. a game where she pops off, and I good feel like that's going to really change it up, uh, especially for our offensive uh, abilities. Chloe Adoni with 13. Not as much as she usually gets, but still able to get cracked double digits and L. Irwin with 11. I'm telling you, man, L. Irwin was kind of solid. Yeah, that really was. And I think... They definitely had a focus on limiting uh, Idoni. You saw that um, they threw in Anna Rude down there to try to end as well, throwing a couple guards to really uh, create some chaos. So I think you can definitely tell that they were trying to limit uh, Chloe as much as they could. And they really picked up around her. I thought there was a really good showing there, um, seeing especially like the improvement Deshaun Day has had offensively, uh, as well as Kenzie Bowers really kind of having her breakout game, I think was huge for us. Um, I think you looked at this game overall. We had a couple too many fouls that made this game close. I think we could have definitely ran away with it um, if we just played a little bit more cleanly and not as um, anticipatory to foul as much. Because I think we, we had a nine-point lead after the first quarter. We were rolling uh, and ended, obviously ended up finishing a six-point deficit. So it kind of evened itself out from there. Um but really, I think we did a really good job, especially, I think, uh, closing out Northern Michigan. They did not have any easy three-point looks, and it certainly showed on the stat sheet. They put up 7% of their three-pointers through the basket on that game. That's tough to go against, uh, especially in your... I mean, the fact that they did that in their own their own gym, I feel horrible. <laughs> That's, that is rough. You're supposed to have an advantage. They almost look like they had a disadvantage shooting on their own rims, but they beat us on the boards a little bit as well, but they turned the ball over. Uh, and that was a really testament to our fantastic defense, which I think coach Westendorf has really done a great job improving uh, compared to last year's team. They look a lot more two dimensional as more as they look kind of more offensive heavy last year. I think that could be a big difference going into this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think too, when you look back at last year, that was really where we struggled at, uh, which we really, I think at the end of the year kind of came uh, to a spot where we were comfortable with. I mean, that's the reason why we beat Grand Valley in the GLIAC championships and why we kind of really had a lot of comfort, confidence going into that. But now when you kind of look at it, especially against Grand Valley when we face them and especially against Michigan Tech and stuff like that, there's just times where I feel like we just fall back on the bad habits, which is a tough part. We just don't rebound. We get out-rebounded, which is a tough, especially on defense when we get out-rebounded. That's going to that's gonna lose you a lot of games. And I feel like, too, sometimes our transition offense kind of gets a little bit too fast where, you know, we're not really thinking too much, and that's why we are missing layups, why we're missing jumpers and stuff like that. But I think when we're really able to control the game and, you know, play it fast, but to our level of fast and to be able to kind of just control the speed, that's what's going to be able to get us a lot of these wins, which is going to be exciting, especially for Christmas break, because one second, let me pull up the old schedule here. I don't know if it's the same we got thing. Some as, good games is it the up. same thing as men's or is it not? Uh, no, it's a little no, different. No, we travel to Walsh and Ursuline. Yeah, we got Indianapolis though on the Indy. New Year, New Year's Eve, as well as Lewis on January 4th. So those would be some really interesting day, games to see. What day do we goes. come back to school? That'll be the ninth. We only get a three-week Christmas break? Uh, well, technically with Texas, I believe so. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? What is this garbage? Well, we also have. Why do we go to three weeks? It used to be three weeks, but then it became four. Yeah. Because remember in COVID, they didn't want to have spring break and have people come back. Well, so they our freshman year was a month. Our freshman year was a month. Was it a month? Yeah. I don't, I thought it, was it used to always weeks. be a month off. Maybe it was. 
I for guess like the longest time. My freshman year, I always thought it was, my sisters went here and they had a month off. Was it? Okay. I don't know. I th- always thought it was three because it would be three normally, but I didn't really have exams. So I counted that as four. Oh, so yeah. kind of went through because I was pretty much living a whole back bunch home of malarkey point. right now. Is I what know. I say. We a want bunch of full, hogwash. We want a month. Give us a month. Give me off, a month bro. off, man. I worked hard this week. I know, right? I it's bump feel. I like should say the whole semester. Out. I feel like when I say this, this week, I <laughs> I work hard. Don't worry about it. Joe is a hard worker. Don't yeah, let him tell you he's not. So, uh, but really finishing out. Um, really, the only thing we have to say about the Michigan Tech game is ball wasn't falling. That's really yeah, all. Yeah, that's about it. Shot twenty four from the floor, ten from three. And 68 from the free throw line just wasn't our best shooting. Yeah, that's really all. Three point percent was everything else. Everything else was pretty good. Didn't turn the ball over really at all. Didn't really foul. It's just we 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 rebounded really well. Yeah, score didn't fall. That's all it was. Score just was not reflective of how he played at all. And that's a tough part. Is we're I feel like we're a pretty heavy three shooting team when we get hot. I feel like and when we don't get hot, that's kind of tough because then we you know move the ball inside and kind of really try to uh, move the ball through Chloe, which we saw this game. I mean, she had 18, but when you don't have, you know, L Mallory hitting it from three, I mean, Grace Sullivan too, she's known to pull up, you know, if you don't have that kind of working around, that gets really tough because then we just become a one facet type of team and we're a multifaceted type of team when we hit, start hitting and starting rolling. But you know, whenever we start to slow down a little bit, that's going to be when we're going to be seeing those L's fall into the column. Yeah, for sure. Uh, looking at the standings here, uh, men's right now sitting in fifth overall at the, in the GLIAC already. Uh, as well as the women's currently uh, just all about hovering, I think right now at six technically, mm-hmm. but obviously uh, only a half game behind some of those teams right in front of them. So, and obviously that goes by conference play now overall, because uh, there's some teams that we can definitely flip flop and you can tell in the overall uh, record so far that we can be like Parkside, for example, no disrespect to them, but I think we're the better team uh, on paper as well as our play. So I, it'll really just kind of, you really got to get through the first week before yeah, you can start say, really gotta, getting in who, what teams are going to be fit and where yeah. and what seating is going to be looking like and that sort of I thing. I feel like once you get to kind of third week of conference play, that's when you know like, okay, these teams are going to re- really be making some noise come co- tournament time. And then some of these teams are going to just be, it's a rebuild year. Yeah, it is going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be certainly a great weekend uh, of basketball. Or I shouldn't say weekend, but uh, uh, a, a holiday break. Uh, I should say, of basketball. And then obviously we'll be back at it at the beginning of the new year. So when you come back for spring semester, make sure you get some to some basketball games. So there's going to be a lot of fun. The video boards are up and working. So oh, that's it's going to be, sick. It's gonna be I a will pretty say sweet this. experience. If Harrison, I feel like Harrison's probably got to listen at least some point this weekend because he's going to St. Thomas and he needs to kill however many some hours time, on the yeah. bus. So Harrison, if you're listening or Rob or anybody, we need to get new graphics for those things. I think that's definitely we'll a work in progress right I f- now. I feel like so too because we just put them up. But if they're if it's not a work in progress, you guys got some work to do. Yeah? You want to head that project? I'll, I'll head it. Joe's, I'll do some stuff. Joseph, I can, sling, I can sling some Photoshop on it. He's some great for guy. He makes us some pretty good posts here for our episodes. He's the man actually that's doing it. I can pick it up a little bit. For those that don't know, he's I actually can pick slinging it up the graphics. So. Yeah. You, if Har- Harrison, if you need some help, man, just let me know. Just let him know. Hey, he's a... Multifaceted jack of all trades. So are you, man. Hey, appreciate that. Heart emoji to you. Right back at you, brother. Atta boy. Anyway, we're going to wrap this up here. Single episode of the week. We'll be back next week. Hopefully back in here. If not, you might hear our lovely voices uh, in a virtual method, but we're still getting that content to you throughout Christmas break. We'll get back in studio as fast as we can. But for those fans, we'll see you in Texas. If not, we'll see you in next week here live on whatever platform you are on. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow us everywhere because we might have some big news coming. Yep.
we already kind of sneak previewed it. Kind of give you a little sneaky peeky, but I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know what news we're talking about right now. The video stream? Whoa. Oh, oh there it is. Yes, that is in talks right now. Possibly. With our new digs, we're starting to figure some things out on how we can get this show to you guys live via video. Uh, some of you guys, actually, we got some pretty good feedback uh, for those that tuned into the Malik interview that was actually kind of test run live. Yeah. Um, that was through his personal account, but it kind of gave us an idea of what we can do here um, sure. to potentially get you guys some videos, because I know you guys want to see it we do and we do so much crazy stuff that you guys don't see on the microphones that i think it's only worth it that we can show that to you guys because for real we are two crazy dudes a little bit <laughs> i take pride in being weird yeah i mean i won't say you're weird brandon but regardless i feel like we're rambling we gotta wrap this show up though we probably should so until next time take care everybody